0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, if it had to end, at least it's ending with a Kings victory over the Lakers. Sacramento may have missed the playoffs for 14 straight seasons but hey they know that they can beat a number one seed and context be damned it doesn't matter if LeBron James barely played in that Anthony Davis, Kentavious Caldwell, Pope, Kyle Kuzma etc etc it doesn't matter if they sat out the Kings beat a number one seed that's what the record book shows and that's all I care about we're going to talk about that game plus Jabari Parker's big offseason decision whether or not he's going to return to Sacramento with his 6.5 million dollar player option and Buddy Heald gave off vibes in his post-game press conference after his best game of the bubble by far. He makes it sound like he's not happy with his role here in Sacramento. He will not accept it, and there is a chance that he could be on the way out. We'll discuss it all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in depth analysis, game by game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for over the last five years. This concludes my sixth season. Covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist slash reporter. And here we go. Another offseason of the Kings missing the playoffs. A strange off-season where a lot of things could change, but things could also just stay put. We don't really know what's going to happen with the Sacramento Kings this offseason. They have decisions to make, and even though it's abnormal, it's different, and we still don't know to this day when next season is going to start or how next season is going to work, that's not an excuse for the Kings just to twiddle their thumbs and not try to improve. So this offseason is going to be wild, different, maybe scary uh, in a lot of ways, Uh, and the Kings honestly could look very different when next season tips off from where they are or what they are right now. So we're going to dive into this stuff today. The Kings win over the Lakers, 136-122. to 122. Jabari Parker's decision, uh, the bogey versus Buddy debate, and Buddy Heald's, uh clear unhappiness with his role in Sacramento. We got a lot to squeeze into here, so we're going to dive right in. And the Kings, hey, they beat the Lakers to wrap things up. And at least the season ended On a fun note, I'm not going to call it a high note because it is a win, but who cares? It's an ultimately meaningless win. But the way they played, uh, it was a fun game at least to enjoy. And I know that even if we're all tired uh, of Kings basketball with how this bubble went and how this entire season went uh, for Sacramento, We're going to miss Kings basketball a week, two weeks from now when we're thick into the NBA playoffs uh, and the Kings are, are of course, sitting back at home on their couches. So we're going to miss basketball. It was nice for this season to end on a somewhat high note, on a positive note with a win instead of like it ended last year uh, with a loss, a big loss where the Kings blew uh, a massive lead. But hey, 136-122, the final score. The Kings keeping with their trend of allowing 120-plus points a game In the Orlando bubble, that's absolutely dreadful. But offensively, uh, they've been solid. Once again, no De'Aaron Fox in this game. Absolutely fine with that. No Rashawn Holmes or Kent Bazemore in this game. I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, The starting lineup for the Kings is Corey Joseph, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, Nemanja Bielica, and Alex Len. The same starting five that the Kings had in their win against the Pelicans. And hey, look, the Kings won two games in a row in the Orlando bubble. How about that? So they finish uh, the Orlando bubble 3 and 5 they finished the regular season 31 and 41 which on a normal 82 game um scale or with a normal 82 game season that basically equates to 35 wins which is a four win drop off from the 39 wins that they had last season it's a total win percentage of 43% so, it's safe to say the Sacramento Kings have regressed. You're going to hear from Luke Walton uh, in this uh, in this episode here today. He had some stuff to say. You're also going to hear a, a couple clips from Jabari Parker and one clip, the only clip you really need to hear uh, from Buddy is He was very short and blunt uh, with the media after this game, and he had his best game of the bubble by far. Played 26 minutes, 20 seconds. Finished with 28 points to lead the Kings in scoring, went 8 of 14 from three-point range. So at least Buddy Heald, to some extent, was back to his normal self, catching and shooting, uh, playing really well on the perimeter. That was nice to see him end the bubble that way with all the struggles that he'd been going through. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had another solid game. He finished this one, one point behind um, Buddy Heald with 27 points. He was a plus 21 in 27 minutes. Took 23 shots to get there, though. Went 11 for 23 from the field, but 5 of 11 from three-point range. Also had six rebounds and nine assists. He was on triple-double watch for a while, as was Nemanja Bialica, who finished two rebounds away from his first career triple-double. He had 15 points, 13 assists and eight rebounds for Nemanja Harrison Barnes played uh, just shy of 25 minutes only had uh, three points scored so not his best game one of his more quiet games but at least uh, he got some run here Harry Giles didn't even play four minutes in this contest and I made the joke that the Kings were essentially trying to hide him as now he is going into a free agency period where he is a unrestricted free agent he can choose where he goes and the Kings can only offer him uh, a small amount of money maybe that small amount will be enough for him to choose to stay in Sacramento, I rather doubt it. I think we've seen Harry Giles' last games uh, and last minutes, literally only four minutes uh, as a uh, Sacramento King, maybe in his career, but at least for right now. It's good to see some of the younger players get some playing time. Daquan Jeffries played uh, 26 minutes, had seven points. Uh, You also saw uh, Justin James and Kyle Guy get some time. Kyle Guy played just under six minutes, Justin James just under 10. Uh, They Both, or rather, Justin James had four points. Kyle Guy had two. Uh, But Jabari Parker had a great game. He played just shy of 30 minutes, went 9 of 10 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point range, also had eight rebounds and six assists. He played really well, finished with 19 points. He had bounce. He had energy. Defensively, he wasn't great. He's not known as a defensive-minded player, but at least uh, he, he showed up. And whether he's trying out for other teams or whether he is—he's uh, trying to make a case for himself to actually be a part of the Kings' rotation next year if he chooses to return—it uh, looked like he was feeling pretty good, feeling himself in this game. And I do think—I do think Jabari Parker can be some sort of a contributor for the Sacramento Kings. In what role? I'm not entirely sure. We're going to talk more about Jabari Parker's decision in a little bit, and he has some comments on that. Let's hear a little bit from Luke Walton. Luke talked about Jabari Parker's performance.
0: It, it was one of the advantages of being out here because when we, we first got Jabari, like you said, Jason, he was coming off injury, and our team was playing, um, you know, playing the best basketball of the season, so we weren't really going to mess with the rotation much then. And unfortunately for him, then he, you know, he got coronavirus before this thing started. So even when we got out here, he had to play himself into shape. So it's really the first time we've been able to take a real look at him since he's been with us, um, that he's been uh, he's been in, in, in shape and able to show what he can do. And I thought he did a really nice job with those. Uh, you know with the opportunities the last two games
1: so Luke happy with what he's been seeing out of Jabari Parker I asked Walton about his decision to play some of the main guys like Barnes be and on bogey 25 plus minutes instead of uh, giving big minutes to some of the rookies and here's what he had to say about that
0: well you know we, it's the last time we're playing basketball in, in a long time and uh, you know our guys came out here we worked uh, we worked hard and we have to continue to get better and uh, if we're going to be out there playing a game, we're going to try to win. And we were able to get those, those other guys' minutes. Um, but, you know, we still got a lot of, a, a lot of work to do. We're not, we're not one of the playoff teams yet uh, that, can, that can, you know, mess around with some of the lineups like that. We, we have to get better with our, with our group and our, and our players. So today was another well, – today was the last opportunity to do that for a long time.
1: Walton was asked if he thought overall this season, his first season as head coach of the Kings was a success.
0: Parts of it were a success. Yes. You want to things we want to see the team get better at as the year goes. Uh, You know, I felt like you're always trying to play your best basketball, see your best basketball uh, late into, you know, March and April. Um, And I thought we were on our way to doing that. So, you know, that part of it I thought was a success. We had, um, we we hit a bunch of of of, uh, of lows this year too. Um, some came from injuries, some came from the way we were playing, um, and, and that that you know that that we don't want to see. Uh, but there's, as long as you're always looking for the opportunity to learn uh, from from our failures, then uh, yeah, we can take we can take the season as a whole and make it uh, a, su- a success as long as we come back next year much better in uh, and and cleaning a lot of that stuff up
1: luke walton definitely playing down the negatives there i agree there were some small parts of this season that were a success but let's not kid ourselves ultimately this year with the expectations for walton put upon his shoulders and put upon the franchise by vlade divots the general manager himself this season was a failure. The Kings were expected to build upon their 39-win season last year. Instead, they've gone backwards. They were expected to be in contention for a playoff spot, and even though they were invited to the Orlando bubble and they technically had a chance, it didn't look like they really belonged in the bubble, if we're being really honest with ourselves. Uh, so Walton's playing it down here. There were definitely more negatives than there were positives. I do agree there were some building blocks, maybe, for this team to, to continue to push forward with in this off season and hopefully going into next season. But overall, Luke, this was a very, uh, this was a failure of a year. Here's Walton talking about this upcoming off season and the things that need to be done. You know, there's a
0: long list that we'll get to James, you know, first, I'll sit down, uh, you know, I'll sit down with the front office this this weekend and go over some, you know, some things, uh, as a coach, I believe in staying uh, as as focused on the president as possible while we're playing. So, Now that the games are over, uh, when we get back to SAC, Lottie and I will talk. But, you know, there's a lot. There's always a lot to do um, as far as talking about where we're at as a team, where we're going, uh, draft picks. Um, how this offseason is going to play out. So, uh, a lot a lot of stuff to get done this off season.
1: Walton talks about the importance of a head coach speaking with the front office about the upcoming offseason, their goals and their interests and pointed out the draft specifically.
0: Like every team in the NBA when they finish their season, it's it's, you know, it's important for the coach and the front office to kind of get each other's uh, opinions on where we're at and and what we need and what, what the game plan is for, um, for this unusual off season coming forward. So uh, nothing that's more important than anything else, but Jason, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff that we have to, we have to start dialogue on and start nailing down. I mean, even, even as far as the draft is concerned, uh, you know I think most of those workouts are going to be done on Zoom and interviews on Zoom. So there's a ton of stuff uh, for us to cover and start shifting our attention to now that the games are over.
1: And finally, a lot of you probably aren't going to want to hear this, but here is Luke Walton's message to Sacramento Kings fans:
0: We're doing it. You know, we're working as hard as we can, and we, uh, you know, we we believe in ourselves, and we believe we're going to get back into those playoffs. It just you know, we gotta be, be patient with the group that we have. Uh, this group hasn't been here for those full 14 years and uh, our, our goal is to get back in there and we believe that we will. Uh, and, you know, just stick with us and, and stay patient.
1: Maybe a little tone deaf there, Luke, telling fans who have supported a team for 14 straight playoffless seasons to be patient. I'd say that well is all but dried up. However, he is right in the sense that this group, including himself, has not been here for all of these 14 years. So in that sense, you do have to be patient with them. You don't necessarily have to be patient with Luke Walton with how this season went. But remember, Luke Walton is not responsible for the last 14 years. Vlade Divac is not responsible for the last 14 years. However, he is responsible for the last five and Vivek Ranadive is responsible for the last seven. Your patience has run dry. I 100% admit that I am not telling you how to feel. And again, I don't think this message came off as well as maybe Luke Walton hoped. But don't blame this group of players for 14 years of failure. Before we continue and talk about Jabari Parker's big decision and Buddy Heald's ominous comments after the game. It's time to thank one of our amazing sponsors here of the Locked on Kings podcast, Rock Auto. Buying car parts is really difficult. There's way too many makes, way too many models, and now it's really impossible to stock all the parts that you need in any traditional chain storefront. Instead of enduring the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Obviously, it's all about taking care of your car but saving money where you can so you can use it for other important things like your mortgage or your food. Instead of spending 30%, 50% or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store, use rockauto.com right now and you'll have complete access to the best deals and a wide range of parts right there at your fingertips. Chain stores have different Price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're all reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based off of what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require memberships or account login. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I'm excited to announce that Built Bar is back as a sponsor of the Locked On Kings podcast. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and the improved Built Bar is even more delicious. They have 18 amazing flavors, include nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, including cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. These bars are so good. They also, of course, have their 12 original flavors, like raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter mint brownie, which is my favorite. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. I just ordered a new box today. I cannot wait for them to come in. I'm really, really excited about trying this lemon almond cheesecake. I sent the new flavors to my wife because she loves them just as much as I do. And she has already claimed that every single cookies and cream bar is hers. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get my way there. On top of being delicious, these built bars are incredibly healthy. They're great. Great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie and low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber. They're also great for the keto diet. Let me give you an example. The Coconut Almond Bar, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. Five grams of net carbs. How about cookies and cream for my wife? 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, Bilt Bar has an incredible offer for you. You can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. This will only last for about a week or so, so be aware of that. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and you'll get $10 off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for $10 off at BiltBar.com At the time that I'm recording this podcast, the Phoenix Suns just defeated the Dallas Mavericks, meaning head coach Monty Williams and superstar Devin Booker have led the Phoenix Suns to an 8-0 bubble. Wow, I did not see that coming. Congratulations to them, but that still might not be enough for them to get in. In order for them to get in, they need the Portland Trailblazers to lose. And this evening, the Blazers will play the Brooklyn Nets. So maybe you're listening to this and that game has already gone final, but it hasn't even started yet when I'm recording this. So right now I'm saying go Brooklyn because it would be so cool for the Phoenix Suns to go 8-0 and at least make the play-in round. Back to the Kings, who did not go 8-0 in the Orlando bubble. Not even close. In fact, they went three and five. But even if the Kings had defeated the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks, it still wouldn't have been enough for them to get in. Not that I'm making an excuse for them and saying that in order to make you feel better or be a consolation prize. That's just how difficult this race ended up being in the West. So the Kings uh, will watch the playoffs from a familiar location. The same place we'll all be watching it. Our couches in Sacramento, but Jabari Parker He's going into an offseason where he has a decision to make. He has the option, if he would like, to return to Sacramento for $6.5 million next season. He can either accept that option, no questions asked, he's back in SAC and he gets that payday, or he can decline that option and he will re-enter a free agency as an unrestricted free agent to where he can choose whatever offer uh, that he wants and go wherever he would want to go. But it is safe to say that nobody, especially with this current cap situation, but nobody is going to offer Jabari Parker that much money. Nobody's going to offer Jabari $6.5 million. However, there is a possibility that Jabari might want to go to another team where he knows he's going to get playing time, because that's not guaranteed in Sacramento. He struggled to get on the court, period, uh, since he's joined the Kings from that Atlanta Hawks trade. But he might want to go somewhere where he knows he'll get minutes and get playing time, and he'll have the opportunity, even if he only signs a one-year deal, he'll have an opportunity to play himself into a better, higher contract with more money attached to it. So that's the decision that he has to make, although knowing Jabari, knowing the uncertainty in our world right now, and knowing all of the injury issues that he's gone through during his career, he's only 25 years old, so he certainly still has time left, but I imagine he'll choose to remain in Sacramento and take the money. After his big game today, Jabari was asked by the media about his decision. He was also asked about his experience as a whole playing for Sacramento, and he specifically mentioned the Kings coaching staff.
0: Yeah, definitely positive experience. Had a good group of guys. They're very vocal in helping me understand and learn, and especially the coaching staff, just having that patience with me and helping me improve. So I have, I have nothing but good good things to say about my team and the direction that we're going. Hopefully, you know, we stay on that same track by, you know, communicating and, and having, a, ha- having that good attitude.
1: And here's Jabari talking about his upcoming decision and whether or not he knows what he's going to do yet.
0: Well, I really don't know. I really don't mind. Um, I'm going talk to just talk it over with my agent, but I, I don't plan on moving again. You know, I've been, been packing my bags i want to you know take care of my family and, and, and try to be in one place and try to take a take advantage of the opportunity but right now i'm a king and and that's the direction that I, I hope going forward
1: during the game today i put out a twitter poll about jabari parker asking fans whether or not they would like to see him return to sacramento or if they'd rather him come off the books and they would have that 6.5 million dollars worth of cap space 361 votes in and it is dead even at 50% to 50%. So half of the fan base, at least on Twitter, wants to see him return. Half of the fan base wants to see him go. If you want to weigh in on that Twitter poll, you can find it on my Twitter page, at MattGeorgeKHDK. All right, let's talk about Buddy Heald here, and I'm going to start with the only clip uh, that you need to hear from him. After the game, he was asked about six or seven questions. He was very blunt, never gave more than 10 to 15-word answers, not his normal talkative self. I don't know if he's trying to send a message to us. I don't know if he's trying to send a message uh, to the Sacramento Kings that he's not pleased with his situation. This was his best game by far in the bubble, like I mentioned, leading the Kings in scoring with 28 points off the bench and hitting eight three-pointers. But here's what Buddy had to say when he was asked by Sacramento Bee's Jason Anderson about his willingness to accept the role of coming off the bench, being that bench scorer going forward for the Kings long term.
0: Y'all know me. Y'all know how I talk. Y'all know how I feel. A lot of stuff. So y'all, y'all can read me well, so I'll let y'all answer that y'all
1: Yeah. There you go. That's what Buddy Heald had to say, and most of his answers were uh, that short throughout his entire press conference. Again, I don't know if he's sending a message to the Kings that he's not happy. I don't know if he's just not happy with the media and doesn't want to answer questions because he feels like we're going to paint him in a bad light. I don't know what the situation is with Buddy Heald. One thing I know for sure with him, though, is no matter where he is, no matter where he's playing, whether it's for Sacramento or another team, he's always going to put in the work. And I 100% believe him uh, when he said in his post-game interview on TV with Gary Gerald uh, and Doug Christie where he was significantly more talkative, uh, he talks about he's going to put in the work this offseason, try and improve his game, and I believe that 110%. But I don't believe that Buddy Heald is happy here in Sacramento. And I don't believe Buddy Heald will accept a role as a bench scorer, a sixth man and a catch and shoot three point specialist here for the money that he is being paid, even though he got his payday. I put out on Twitter early on in the game when Bogey got off to another strong start, I said I personally felt that Bogdan Bogdanovich has done enough uh, to solidify his position As the starting shooting guard for the Sacramento Kings going forward. I think it's safe to say that the Kings are more interested in re-signing Bogey and bringing him back uh, than they would be to either let him walk in free agency or try and embrace a sign-and-trade. But I am not a fan of the idea of both Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich coming back and paying both of them unless the Kings find a way to trade and move on from Harrison Barnes's 80-plus million dollar contract and the likelihood of finding a suitor for that right now is significantly low. The Kings have a higher likelihood of trading a player like Buddy Heald even with his $90 million contract because Buddy Heald is an elite shooter and shooting is highly valued in the NBA. On top of that, he's not young, but he's not old either. He is in his prime, and I guarantee you there are 29 other teams in the NBA right now that look at Buddy Heald and say, I can make him work and he can be a fantastic player for me. And you know what? If the Kings end up moving on from Buddy Heald, if they end up trading him, which seems more more likely by the day, If the Kings do that, wherever he goes, I think he's going to thrive. And that's going to suck. But he needs to go to an environment where he isn't the top guy. He's not the head honcho. He needs to go somewhere where there's enough pull in that locker room. There is a, is, is a senior member of leadership, or maybe it's the head coach that can tell him, you know what, you're not dribbling. You're sitting in the corner. You're standing on the wing, and you're catching and shooting. That is your job here. If Buddy Heald would embrace that, he could be a star anywhere, especially here in Sacramento, but he can really do that for a playoff team like the Lakers. I've said he would be a great fit for the Milwaukee Bucks. He would be fantastic in Philadelphia. Buddy Heald, there is a market out there for him. It's just about finding the right value in return. And also with the money that he's making, the Kings are probably going to have to take on a big contract in return. And what player is that? People have talked about Al Horford getting him from the Sixers. People have talked about potentially getting Blake Griffin from the Pistons, which I think is a horrible idea. People have uh, talked about Tobias Harris from the Sixers. People have talked about Zach Levine from the Bulls. I love that idea, but I don't think that deal gets done. Ultimately, the Kings are going to need to find a very specific suitor for Buddy Heald, and I think that's easier for them to do than finding a trade partner and someone who would be willing to take on Harrison Barnes and his contract. So my gut feeling is that Buddy Heald is on the trading block. And I think he might know that, and I think he might be okay with that. It sounds like unless Buddy Heald's role changed, unless the Kings traded away Harrison Barnes, committed to Bogey, and said, look, here is our plan going forward, Buddy. You are our starting two guard, and Bogey is our starting three, and we'll figure out the defense later. Unless that is the decision that the Kings are making, Buddy Heald is not going to be happy. Buddy does not see him as a sixth man, especially on a team like Sacramento, that he feels he is, at worst, the second-best player. And I think Buddy Heald believes that he is the best player on this Kings team even more than De'Aaron Fox because that's a mindset that everybody has to have. I wouldn't really insult him for that. Most players think that they are one of the best, if not the best, on their team. That's the mindset you have to have to play efficiently and effectively at this level. So. I would not be surprised at all if Buddy Heald is gone next season. It does make me sad, though, because I know just on paper and skill set-wise, he could be such a good freaking fit next to De'Aaron Fox. And a lot of this is on the fault of the Kings, and a lot of this is on the fault of Luke Walton for barely playing Fox and Buddy together and really changing or seemingly changing Buddy Heald's ultimate play style from the catch-and-shoot specialist that he was, the absolute sniper under Dave Yeager last season, uh, to what he has become this year. I understand Luke Walton and the Kings coaches want more out of Buddy, but that is not his game. I also understand that Buddy Heald wants more out of himself. He wants to play like Kobe. He doesn't just want to be a catch-and-shoot guy and play second fiddle and be a sidekick to De'Aaron Fox. I get that, but Buddy, you need to know your game and know your role here on the Sacramento Kings. It doesn't seem like he does know that, and I would not be surprised at all if he is out the door and the Kings are starting next season without Buddy Heald on their payroll and on their roster. Well, we did it. We made it through the season. It is over. The offseason has begun. I think it's going to be a wild offseason one way or the other. I sure as hell hope that the Sacramento Kings don't decide just to stay put and hope that being healthy and this team getting chemistry is the difference uh, between this team missing the playoffs this year and making the playoffs next year. If they stay put, in my opinion, if they don't make some kind of move, the Kings are going to be a bottom two team in the Western Conference. They may even be the worst team under the Minnesota Timberwolves next year. It's very, very possible the Kings have work to do over the next few months, and we're, of course, going to follow it all right here on the Locked on Kings podcast, and I know this is a Kings-centered podcast, but during the NBA playoffs as well, we will take partial breaks from the Kings to talk about other playoff actions, so be sure to stay tuned for that. We have talked a lot about Buddy Heald this season. We have talked a lot uh, about the potential offseason moves that could come, the job security of both Luke Walton and Vlade Divac, and I know you have things that you want to say and a lot from this podcast that you want to respond to. You can do that on Twitter, at MattGeorgeKHDK. Feel free to DM me there or tweet me publicly, or you can email me at any time, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. In just a few days, we will have the NBA draft lottery. So, hey, maybe the Kings can get lucky again, although I know many of you are rolling your eyes right now saying even if the Kings got the number one overall pick, they'd find a way to screw it up. I get those feelings completely. But, hey, the draft lottery's back. We care about it again this year because the Kings do have their first round pick, so at least there's a silver lining there. And like I said on yesterday's podcast, the Kings just have to get This right. The Kings have to find a way to just draft a player that is useful, not amazing, not the rookie of the year. Just bring someone in that can play and that can help this team win basketball games and actually will have a spot in the rotation. Not somebody who struggles to get in in a meaningless game against the Los Angeles Lakers at the end of the bubble after you have been eliminated from playoff contention. All of the coverage you could possibly want with everything going on during the Sacramento Kings offseason, you will get right here. We do not take breaks and we do not stop rolling and pumping out content just because the games have stopped. You know that if you survive the four plus month hiatus, now we're back on break again. Kings basketball will return someday, but until that point, we will keep you entertained. We will keep you informed right here on Locked on Kings. So I pray that you stay with me. I appreciate all your support this season. It's been a wild year. It's been a disappointing year and a negative year more than positive. But hopefully this is the offseason where everything changes. Feels like we've been saying that for 14 years because we have. But hey, maybe this is the one. Either way, I will be here. I know you will be here too. Uh, so let's keep this conversation going. Let's keep this family going and make sure you keep it tuned in uh, to Locked on Kings throughout this entire offseason period. No matter what happens, no matter what news that breaks, we will have it here for you. And I look forward to chatting with you throughout these months talking everything from the draft to free agency uh, to maybe some shakeups with the front office it'll all be right here for you on the locked on kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network
0: you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast
1: part of the locked on podcast network your team
0: every day